What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 107. On this episode, we're joined by Savon DePaul, who is a rapper um, who calls in and basically does a top five favorite mixtapes list with me. So we each do our own top five. Mine's more mainstream. His is a little off the beaten path. Uh, a little shorter episode today, but thanks for checking it out. We have a music episode coming out Friday, so look out for that shit. Uh, anyway, thanks. A podcast with Mo. All right. First thing I need to do is get to patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. You can go there, give me money. You can get early access to the podcast. Uh dollar or more a month will get you early access. I think you get emails as soon as I post them, kind of gives you the link. Uh, if you give enough money a month, you will get shout out every episode like my mother, Jay, Pow Wow, Hurricane Haynes, Marshall, the Dharma Nishta Bear. Um, they all make the show possible. The only reason it still keeps going on. So um, if you want to be important like them, consider that shit. And uh, first thing, actually the only thing I'm going to do on this episode, it's going to be a quick one. I'm going to call Savin DePaul or Savon DePaul, something like that. Um, he'll he'll correct me, tell me his name here in a moment, I'm sure. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know the guy very well. Um, we are both members of Petra Vita's group, The Porch. And um, anyway, let's give him a call. Yo, what up, man? Hello, how you doing? All right, so I try to guess how to pronounce your name because I've just never talked to you. So I don't know how. How do you pronounce your name? Uh, Savon. Savon DePaul. All right, Savon DePaul. I said it was that or Savin, one of the two. 50-50 shot. Exactly. Uh, where are you from? Um, right right now I'm living in, right popping between Roarsford and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, basically like a Pennsylvania kid. I've lived in a bunch of places in this in the state. But yeah, we have a few yeah, um, uh, Pennsylvania listeners. So nice. Shout out. Get you some fans there. <laughs> uh, yeah. And at the end of this episode, I'll play one of your songs. Um, so if anyone's curious about because you make music, that's why I had you on here because I make music yeah, yeah. and we're going to do a top five favorite mixtapes of all time. And uh, let's get it. So like what is. If you don't mind, like, what's your brief history of your music making? How did it happen? How long have you been doing it? Yeah, all right. So just to get into it briefly, um, I started out – um, I started actually making music, I want to say, like, early 2014, um, late 2013. I started out, like, during high school, I started out kind of the art stuff in the poetry, slam poetry, spoken word stuff. And I kind of transitioned to just doing hip-hop music or, or why not. Um I've been doing it for about five years now. I started in, um, you know, obviously starting in high school and just like, kind of just making making random tapes and stuff like that. Um, once I got out of high school, you know, I was taking a lot more seriously at that point. I had a, um, I want to say late 2016, 2017, um, I was part of a indie, indie label called Vivid Kind and unfortunately ended up dissolving, but, you know, all in good terms with everyone there. Um, so I did an album under there, um, did stuff independently since then. And, um, now I'm doing a lot of stuff, man. I've, um, had a, I've, uh, did a tour on my own. I'm part of a, um, artist collective called the bad apple commune. 
um, planning another tour and a lot more projects coming soon. I actually just released a um, just released a split album with another artist to, that was on Tear Garden Records. So yeah, we're doing a lot with this stuff, man. Oh hell yeah! See, I do nothing. I like to make music, but I do very little with my life. Um, but I do know. Hey man, that's all. I just need to shout out in a hateful way um, a mutual friend of ours, Pooty Mungus. <laughs> so. Pootie Mungus has a verse of mine <laughs> and he has a verse of yours and we were going to be on a collab together, but he has dropped uh, the ball and he has not done anything with this collab song. So um, anyway, if any mutual, if any fans of yours or mine are listening, you could have already heard the other one's verse on a collab album, but Pootie Mungus is the holdup. But um, we yeah, like him. Shame. Because he, <laughs> he wrote an email into episode 100, so that goes a long way, but still, you should feel shame. 100%. Um, all right, man. So I feel like uh, from the sounds of when you started rapping, you're a little younger than me, which I think is good. I don't think we'll steal each other's mixtape choices here. But if someone, said, so. if someone says one that you would also want, you can't say it. So kind of you want your important ones at the top, I would say. Yeah. So as the guest of the podcast, I will let you go first. Whew, all right. So uh, I had the I had to whittle this down because I had like 10, 15 tapes that I considered. So I had to whittle it down to five. And can I give my reasons why? Go for it. Um, I kind of picked the ones that were kind of more. Most of them are a little more off the beaten path. So when we but the first one I got here, I kind of break it out. Nice and um, a little bit more simple is uh, Joey Badass 1999. Hell yeah. I think that one's um, that one's kind of it has a bit of nostalgic point for me because, you know, being just getting into hip hop first time, that's kind of the style that we were all into, you know, that we're, we were all into that nineties boom bap sound. And the, at the time when it got come out, you know, um, Joey Badass and pro era were kind of revitalizing that sound. Was it like a little 2011 bit, you know? or something? Yeah. Something like 2011, right? 20. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that, um, when I got into making beats, so it's been just over a year that I've been making my own like original beats. And when I was researching that, I came across Joey badass a lot. He is a rapper. I never listened to. I wasn't even aware of him, but uh, my music uh, brief history is I've rapped for, I guess it's like 11 years now, but there was a five year gap where I got a real job and I didn't do anything musically for like a five year Uh gap. So I Mm -hmm. feel like it's more of like a five to six year thing. Um, but that five year gap, I also didn't listen to much music cause I wasn't making music, you know? And it was like, I can't even listen to this shit. So that's just like a whole black hole for me. So I've come across him, like I said, through going through YouTube, looking at beats and I'm like, this dude is badass. So he's someone I've become a fan of in the last year, but yeah, I was totally Absolutely. unaware at the time, but yes, mm-hmm. great choice. Um, all right. For me, this is going to be a lot of my choices are just, they're all nostalgic picks. They're my favorite. They have like a connection right, so right. I can remember where I was sort of thing. So my number one is going to be Little Wayne's No Ceilings. So, okay, okay. Uh, I have actually pulled up the years for all of this stuff. So let me pull up my, my notes here because it'll take me back. So I remember very vividly my best friend is Pow Wow who comes on this podcast from time to time. He's a Indian dude. Uh-huh. And – yeah, he loves Little Wayne as well, and I just remember fucking downloading No Ceilings and probably early on an elite copy because I fucking was like just an obsessed Little Wayne fan back in college. <laughs> and well, we bro, we all were right. Who wasn't? And 
I mean, I just remember the first Swags, because I was aware of the song Swag Surf, you know, before Lil Wayne did Swag Surf. But it wasn't very yeah. popular, I guess, with, like, other white people like me. So, like, I don't know, just that and then the ice cream. And then he fucking does the DOA, the Death of Auto-Tune song. And mm-hmm. for him to be like, this shit's too easy, we'll give it to the mixtape Wheezy. Like, it was so such a good line in that era of him battling Jay-Z. You know, because I don't yeah. know. Little Wayne was just on another level of uh, he'd done so many mixtapes, but that one's the one I had the most fun with. I remember people playing it at parties because it was just such a fun mixtape. Like every song was fun. There weren't any downers that I can remember. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just such good memories of that one. So I wanted that to be my number one. All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. All right. All right. So what is your number two? All right. So let me jump into how I have to give number two. Um, I got to say. Death Grips of Ex-Military is probably my number two. So this one, this one came out 2011. Okay. Um, this was their, I guess their, this was their debut full-length project. Like this is their first like long-form project because they had an EP the year before. But this was the record that really put them on the map. Like as far as their style, just like insane industrial hip hop. Um, like I, I still, it's hard to like find anything that sounds exactly like it because there's there's certain like influences of you know in the industrial and the gabber scene and maybe like maybe like the mia record that came out the year before but there wasn't really anything like this when it came out which gravitated me towards it right like it was it was and still is one of a kind right i'll have to check it out yeah i've never even heard of it so i'm gonna definitely check it out after we get done here so i'm not an idiot definitely it's a wild it's a wild ride though it's a wild ride Perfect. Um, let's see. What am I going to next? All right. The next one I'm going to go with, it's going to be because my wife loves this mixtape. Mm-hmm. You know, like I downloaded it, put it on a CD for it, and she's still like, can you burn that again? Can you just keep burning that CD because she wears through it, which is A Kid Named Cuddy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a classic one. And only because it plays like a fucking album. Like, you can put it on, and every song's awesome. Um I mean, his biggest hit ever is Day and Night, and it is on that. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why it's like, so it feels like an album. But like, uh, Cleveland is the reason I still play all the time. Uh, I don't know. There's just so many songs off of A Kid Named Cuddy I really enjoy. And like I said, my wife enjoying it is all like, oh, that's cool. It's something I can put on. I know she's going to be down with. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. Oh, uh, and, and it's Kid Cut. I mean, he's different. Like, I. I always have to say I'm not good enough at like rapping to be like really good hardcore rapper. Like I'm going to have to be kind of different or alternative. And I enjoy the way Kid Cudi realized that as well. Right. He does his own thing. Yeah. So anyway, I like that shit. So what are you going to go with your third favorite mixtape? Ooh, this was a, okay. So the three spot was a tough one. Um, because I was fighting between, I was fighting because I, I, I didn't want to do Chance because I felt like that's um, something that everyone everyone was going to do that one. Um, there was a couple other ones I was fighting over, but my third one was um, Mike with the album with the mixtape "May God Bless Your Hustle." 
Um, that's his breakout tape. Um, if you don't know, Mike is a um, New York New York based rapper, originally from Jersey, then London, then Philly, then then New York. Um, New York based rap, part of Slums Collective, associated with Earl Sweatshirt, hangs out nowadays. A lot of the people in that um, loaf and that like kind of renaissance of like lo-fi experimental rap, like Slouse and Malone, right. standing on the corner, all that stuff. But this was one in twenty seventeen was his um, breakout mixtape, and like the com like this one was a kind of just people introduced to a style, which is kind of a perfection of kind of what Earl and Doom were kind of doing with a lot of more of like alternative jazz into it. So it's a lot of you're getting a lot of like rhyme schemes just packed into a song you're getting these hazy warp beats you're getting this lumbering flow into it and um yeah i think between then that was a good starting point for him for really put his name out there and then he just from went there he just like went to fuck off well hell yeah i'm glad you're saying stuff i don't know so i have stuff to like listen to because yeah, like i said sure. i just quit listening to fucking music for years um mm-hmm. and you said jazzy hip-hop stuff before you called in here I was actually making a beat that has like a, a jazz loop I was trying to chop up, but I I think I made it too too bad. Like it sounds horrible, but I'm like, but also <laughs> jazz is like anything, right? Like it kind of sounds yeah. like people fucking around. I don't know. So we'll see if I ever mastered jazz hop, but it is what I'm interested in currently in these beats. Um, all right. My third favorite is actually for my favorite rapper who is XV. Most of the times I tell mm. people that they're like, I don't know who that is. So um, XV is this rapper out of Kansas. I think he uh-huh. just works for Microsoft now because he loves video games and he's like a consultant. I don't know if he does much music these days or as much. Uh, but uh-huh. when I was in college, I fucking loved XV. He was from Kansas. I'm from Oklahoma. So I think there's some similarities there. Um, he had this one line. Uh, I'm not going to like say the N word because I'm a white person. But uh, <laughs> it was like he says something about listening to Jay-Z. Um, and it's like. Maybe he does. Maybe he just says, what does Jigga know about sneaking out to go play Chrono Trigger? And I really enjoyed that line as someone who loves Chrono Trigger. And I was like, fuck yeah, yeah a rapper that referenced Chrono Trigger? Like, there was just something about, because uh, I I pretty much only liked mainstream hip-hop for the most part. So to just know that someone's like, oh, this dude's mm-hmm. doing like a little nerd shit. But it wasn't nerdcore, because I was aware of that, because I watched a documentary, and that looked horrible. But he... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just relate. to MC Front a lot, man. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, I, I really relate to XV. Zero Heroes is his my favorite of his, but I really like all of his mixtapes. Like, there's not one I can really say I dislike. Um, but Zero Heroes has a song called Textbook Stuff, which is probably my favorite song of his. Um, so mm-hmm. that's all why right. I, I chose that one. Anyway, yeah, I, ha- I have to check out XV because that's an artist I'm unfamiliar with. So I might I might check uh, them out uh, once I'm uh, we're done yes, this so. finally. All right. <laughs> All right, man. What is your fourth? Ooh, fourth one. Uh, this is a tough, this is a t- another tough spot. Um, I had narrowed it down to, so my pick was, um, was a mid city by clipping. This is their, uh, uh their debut mixtape. I think this one was a uh, 2013. If you, yeah, if you happen to notice, um, picking a lot of like experimental like cuts and whatever because especially me kind of like finding my lane as a musician i was kind of drawn to the weird stuff right but i think um we'll kind of we'll kind of make this one kind of different i'd say death grips is what well, with clipping you have like dobby diggs who's just 
and like an insane rapper, like as far like flows, lyrical ability, like technical, you know, all that stuff. He's David Diggs is top tier, and it just kind of it was kind of different in the way that um, that I was I've never been into noise music before. Like clipping came around or whatever before I improved their music or industrial things like that of that sort or glitch. Right. But them kind of contextualizing that those styles of music into like into satirical, like socially conscious gangster rap, that's kind of put it into light for me and ended up being a kind of like gateway for me into that genre, which is something that now I enjoy. Right. So you're saying that like the beats kind of play into the lyrical content as well? Yeah. That's I would, cool. Oh, definitely for sure. Like from their from the, all the concepts that they do to them kind of the producers um besides david who's rap who's a rapper the producers are doing a lot of stuff that are um they're referencing a lot of avant-garde and compositions and whatnot and we're kind of recontextualizing them into kind of more an urban environment so they're like sam what things are sampling the things are glitching out like alarm clocks and street you know street um ambiance and cars passing by and on the highway things of that sort and kind of morphing that and kind of recontextualizing into a new into a new perspective you know right well hell yeah i'm gonna check that one out too all this shit all right my next one i'm gonna go with uh is another just rapper who is influential to me i guess in some way i'm a huge asher roth fan i think asher Uh roth is super skilled i think it's crazy that he had one like a one hit wonder and he was cool with that and then kind of just was like i'm gonna do some real rap and not care about being that successful but he has yeah, a yeah he has a mixtape paps and jazz now oh i've heard yeah yeah when i looked it up to look at the year they're claiming it like just came out in 2016 but i know this is incorrect i would guess it came out in like 2011 and i guess he re-released it in 2016 under a label maybe i don't know but probably yeah i'm just saying i know for a fact it came out god damn it when i was in college and I love it <laughs> because it had these whole jazz beats and it was him just doing straight bars. And like for me personally as a rapper, for what I like to do and what I enjoy listening to is just kind of straight rapping. You know, like yeah, I, yeah. I enjoy the aimless, just keep rapping. I don't know. See what happens sort of thing. Like that's cool to me. I don't need a hook. Um, but his hooks are always pretty mm-hmm. intel. Like, I don't know. I just really enjoy Asher Roth. I think it's a lot of shit because he came out sounding like he kind of sounded like Eminem, but not really, you know, but he had like a certain uh, nasal neeness to his voice. And then everyone kind of just gave him shit. And then he fell off because he had a like one hit wonder college song. But yeah, I think yeah, he's he like kinda... actually skillful at rapping. Yeah, that was a shame with Asher, Asher Roth. He kind of got hit kind of two things at once, kind of the whole, oh, we're going to compare him to Eminem thing. And then, then the kind of the everyone associated with like the frat rap thing or whatnot, right. even Mac Miller got stuck for a little bit. People kind of threw him in the frat rap thing, but you, Mac Miller ended up, you know, evolving and growing past that. But right. It is kind of a shame to see that Asher Roth didn't get, doesn't get kind of the recognition he deserves, but yeah. Yeah. He, he, he currently he's really has good. Uh, like long hair and he smokes a bunch of pot and he doesn't look anything like he looked. <laughs> Cause he looked like a frat dude when he had, I love college. And he like trying to go completely opposite of that look now. So anyway, that was my number four. Mm-hmm. What is going to be your last pick? Oh, the last pick. Last pick is going to be um, Thumbs by Bus Driver. 
Um, this not actually not a debut, so a little bit unique on this list. It wasn't a debut. Bus Driver's been like making music for since the mid to late nineties. So this dude's been around for a long time. Abstract hip hop West Coast scene with the freestyle. He kind of came up with the freestyle fellowship, all that stuff. Um, he's done. He's collabed with like Aesop Rock and Danny Brown and a lot of a lot of other abstract hip hop artists and whatnot. Um, so he's kind of known in that scene. Um, this this tape came out in like 2015. This one was a change of pace for him because it was his like most political, I guess like most explicitly political up to like that point, you know. Right. So that one's kind of hard hitting where he's like talking about like. Um, you know, where, he, where he's talking about like police brutality, where he's really, really, really getting into a lot of stuff that he's kind of peeling the veil back. Whereas, you know, with other like a lot of abstract rappers, it's like it takes a lot while to decode everything that you're they're saying. Um, this one kind of struck out to me because him, me being like a fan of his style, it was kind of him pulling the veil back, him being more a little bit more accessible, you know. Right. And it also comes with the fire ass David Diggs feature too. So, and to Dell the Funky Homo Sapien, too. Yeah, uh, I'm actually familiar with that name. So there you go. You said a name I know. Go me. Hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad, I, like I said, I have uh, some shit to look up, but it's good because I have Spotify Premium and I use it for nothing except playing my podcast uh, music playlist, you know, that I have going on. So I always need music to, to listen to because it keeps recommending yeah, yeah. me like all the... I'm, I'm going to go on a quick tangent before my last one. It always recommends me fucking Spotify like Migos. And I've never liked one Migos. I'm not even trying to hate. Like, you can like the Migos. I just personally, just not my favorite thing. I don't know. Like, I might listen to it, but I never heart it. I never heart this shit. I don't know why it keeps recommending me this shit. So <laughs> I'm glad people are giving me other shit to go listen to. So I can change my algorithms. All right. My number five um, is going to be the Hamill the the best of the hamiltonization pr- process i don't know if that makes Ooh. sense so mm. um charles hamilton may be the worst rapper yep. that i'm a huge fan of <laughs> like oh i remember i remember charles hamilton yeah and so like he had this whole thing called the hamiltonization process <laughs> in which he dropped like six or seven mixtapes in like a, a few month period right and again, uh-huh. I just needed the music, right? I like love the music. So I would just download them and it'd be great. And there were so many trash songs, but at the end they collected it into the best of all the mixtapes and made this mixtape. And it's great. I still play it all the time in my car and it fucking just takes me back. Now I am aware that there's something to be desired in his flow or maybe a little bit his lyrics, but there's just something about it overall. Cause he made the beats at least that's what he you know, says. And like, it's his <laughs> creation. I only say that because people have come out and claim that he stole their beats, but I don't know who's true. I'm telling the truth here. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I just fucking loved it at the time. I enjoyed the Hamiltonization process. It's some good. He has a whole beat that's made with the Windows audio files, like the start, <laughs> the start noises and stuff. Like, uh, they're just really cool songs. I would highly recommend it. It's very good. Yeah. So I haven't. I, I'm familiar with Charles Hamilton, but I, I will say I haven't listened to those tapes. Um, I do remember the whole, all the you know the um, the fuss that was raised because you know he was claiming that oh Jay Dilla produced 
executive Bruce and people are calling him out like no he didn't and all that all that drama but yeah I want to say he had a song on this album on that mixtape that was dedicated to Jay Dilla he was always a big fan and he always loved Sega or Sonic on yeah it was a big fucking deal uh, eventually I fell off and was not a fan of his, but basically I started rapping and I, I think uh, at some point in time I was like, Hey, I might be better than this guy. So I can't be <laughs> a fan. And I know, go like, flex, flex and, on him. and I'm never like that. Like I do not brag. I'm a very self-deprecating person, but, uh, that was how I felt. So anyway, um, all right, man. Well, thanks for doing the list. Were there any others you want to just shout out like some honorable mentions? Uh, I don't and I had to put um uh, I would say I I had a lot of them that I had listed but if I was to like whittle down just one honorable mention I would say I would personally would say um acid rap just because it just cuz it just, it's it's acid rap man right yeah you can't go wrong okay. with that I think one. that and coloring book are both great um yeah yeah I think they're both good honestly if um I was thinking of Drake. I don't like. I love Drake when he first blew up because I was such a big Little Wayne fan. Um, mm-hmm. And so far, Gone was amazing at the time. Like it was a big fucking deal. But I understand like people probably don't remember that as much. And then I honestly think if you're reading this, it's too late. Was a big deal. Like it became a meme and shit. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. It was just a big deal. And it was really it was well made. Some songs and stuff. But then again. I try to be a hater on Drake in a way because now that I'm, he's like a pop star and he has writers and stuff like I remember being like nine years old and learning that Diddy that uh, like Smitty ghost wrote for Diddy and being like pissed about it. Oh, like what? Yeah. Someone ghost wrote a bird like I don't, even, I don't know. I'm always been weird about about that. stuff. <laughs> so and I, so that stuff comes out. I really also I could have done a whole top five little Wayne mixtapes i mean i think dedication I mean, real, two, yeah. drought three I, yeah um, i had the drought three as a as one on this list too right i i mean they're just always good they all the only problem is they kind of all blend together um, honestly the squad up mixtapes are my favorite little wayne mixtapes besides no ceilings if mm-hmm. people don't know the myth behind it he went in with his last notebooks and he just rapped straight while ripping off notebooks over beats and you could hear the papers ripping and then, you know, after that, he never wrote again. But it was, like, the best shit he ever recorded. So it was like, well, maybe he should have wrote again because <laughs> that was really fucking good. Um, and then I guess that's really I all I have here. Man. Yeah. All right, man. Well, anything you got to get out? You got you said you had stuff coming out. What was the name of your um, latest project? Oh, um, so – the split that um, me and the homie, uh, my name is Blue Sky. He um, he and I produced a split tape called uh, Autistic Black Pride for um, you know both black artists with high functioning autism. So we put it together together a little two side record. Um, thanks, special thanks to Tear Garden Records for um, you know for having that record releasing on cassette day in the UK. So it's available in the cassette. You can order that. Um, yeah, I'm, besides that, I got a lot of stuff, a lot of projects in production right now. So 2020 is going to be busy. Oh, hell yeah. Well, we might have you back. Uh, I'll try to have you on. I know we're going to play your song on the music podcast. It's going to come out. Let's see. I guess that'll be this Friday after this episode comes out. So two days from now, if people listening. Hey. Um, your song will be on there. But definitely send me more for the future. You know, uh, we enjoy having music to play. And... um 
anyway, I guess that's all I got, man. All right. Thank you for having me on, Mo. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. Peace. Peace. Smell the scent of blood in the air It's been spilling in the streets Not our villains that we're killing Tear each other down the seams Been divided by extremes Live and die by our beliefs Well the vulture fly in circles Eyes for profit from the scene No profits here, just politics So boxes and pick parlor tricks Flash and sleight of hand to prompt The viewer's guilt is part of this Reduce the partisan reaction To headlines read who is to blame Tract views and lead fractions Readjust to tilt and frame The math isn't hard The funding is fucked Funny, we're counting it quick but the money's in flux Shifting accounting to trust the Corporate coffers from classrooms yeah. Compounding their yeah. profits And pounding grassroots yeah. to yeah. dust Maybe for a yuppie things are cool While the rest water with our tools And our leaders take us all we're fools Currency me do can bend the rules Paul Lusa rhymes I move to find the truth behind The dudes alive for the send their units by Gather all your loot and hide if the masses could be wary of the state's object crime Distract the proletariat with made-up headlines While their practices are there to snatch the cake from bread lines Subdue the insubordinate, it's ruthless in its performances The pieces in the box set are crumbled now Endless Escher box steps we tumble down Referendums, mob threats, and busted rounds and they'll never rest till our destiny's rubble bound Was a piece of the pie Call it peace to imbibe on belief Our achievements aren't just meager sides. Meanwhile the elite have us believed on all sides Dangle treats so we don't see the sharpened teeth that they hide Uh-uh Jerk between the razor fallacies of politics Murder reached the gated palaces of opulence Succumbing to the bite of our cold toxic system It's dystopia with no pole pot to piss in Jerk between the razor fallacies of politics Murder reached the gated palaces of opulence Succumbing to the bite of our cold toxic system It's dystopia with no pole pot to piss in Jerk between the razor fallacies of politics Murder reached the gated palaces of opulence Succumbing to the bite of our cold toxic system Pots of pissing, drip between the razor thousands of politics. Murder reached the gated palaces of opulence, succumbing to the bite of our cold toxic system. Epistopia with no pole pot to pissing. Yo, with no pole pot to pissing.